welcome to a very special Game Over Greggy show entitled Why Superman Matters. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Gene Yang. How are you, Gene? Good. Good thank to you have so you. much for having me. Oh my God, thank you. Kevin, will you please clap? <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Gene Yang here. Uh, Gene, people might not know this, but you write Superman currently. I do. I do. I started with issue number 41, which came out in June of this past year. Hard to believe it's been that long already. It's been kind of crazy. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a crazy ride, yeah. So I, I, I found out that you write Superman. I found out through friends that you're cool. So no, pr- awesome. no pressure. No That's pressure awesome. yet. And I found out that you were local. And so once all these things came together, I was like, we have to talk about Superman together. And that's why. And now I'm here you are. You're here for your career. The fanciest spare bedroom. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's a castle. We're right it here. It is a castle. These real bricks right here, all set to do it, ready to go. So here's what I want to talk to you about, Gene. I have been a Superman fan for a long, long time. I assume you too. Well, I gotta oh, be honest. Jeez, Louise. I gotta be honest. So the very first comic that I ever bought was a Superman comic, uh-huh. but it was against my will. What I wanted was this Marvel team up that starred. Rom the Space Knight and the Thing, because I thought they were awesome. My mom would not buy that comic for me. She bought me Superman instead because, you know, parents love Superman. Is your mom still alive? She is still alive. Text her right now and say, <laughs> no. I'm glad she made that pick for you. Did yeah. it click for you right away? It, that, that book got me into comics. That book was about, it was, uh, it was DC Comics Presents 58? 57, 58, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. And it was Superman teaming up with the Atomic Knights. You know who they are? Yes, I do. Knights that ride these giant mutated dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of awesome. And it was about the it was about like World War III, the atomic bomb drops. It was it was mind-blowing. It was a mind-blowing book. I read that when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I'm, that didn't put you on a skewed path. <laughs> worried yeah, about atom yeah, bombs seriously. in the end of the world and everything else. <laughs> Everybody was worried about atom bombs back then. So, so the question, fine. the big question, like my thing I find all the time is being a Superman fan is that I'm constantly having to defend him. You know what I mean? And when we do the Game Over Greggy show, the normal podcast, and it pops up, you know, Colin's over here constantly talking about how great Batman is. And I'm like, I understand, but I want to know from you right now, and I'm gonna, I want to get into your career, I want to get into your path to Superman, I want to do all these different things, but why does Superman still matter? Superman still matters because he embodies the American uh, story. You right. know, he's, he's the ultimate immigrant, and, and we're a nation of immigrants. So uh, his, his creators were both um, children of Jewish immigrants. And consciously or not, I feel like they really put in themselves into this character. You know, so, sure. so with, like, I, I think a lot of the pushback on Superman right now is that he's um, kind of idealized you know, sure. and, and he's not realistic. Yeah, yeah, and he's not realistic. He's a little bit people people complain that he's a little bit too perfect. Sure, but if you look at his story arc, it really is about a, a foreigner, an outsider, mm-hmm. making his way in in our world. So then, is that what do you think? When you were a kid, did that speak to you? Like, is you that know, like, we're all outsider nerd kids when we're growing up. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was one of the things that drew me to, to superheroes in general. Yeah. Every superhero is a derivative of Superman. Yeah. even Batman. Even Batman is a derivative. Of Superman, right? Right. So, so it, like Superman, because he's an immigrant, that those pieces of him end up in like Daredevil and Batman and mm-hmm. Spider-Man. This mm-hmm. this whole idea of negotiating two identities, you know, that's something that an immigrant's kid has to do on a daily basis. Like I did that when I sure. was a kid. My my uh, my mom was born in mainland China. My dad in Taiwan. I spoke one language at home. I had one one name at home. I spoke a different oh, language wow. and had a different name at school. And, and I think I I don't know if I was conscious of it. But I really think that was one of the reasons why I loved superheroes and Superman so much. Sure. I, and that's the thing that's like, I, what always fascinates me about Superman is the different things different people will pull from it. You know yes. what I mean? I always talk about the fact, and this never meant to insult anybody, 
I went to Catholic school for 13 years, right? And to this day, when I do the good thing, I don't think what would Jesus do? I think what would Superman uh, do, right? Because I'm trying to live up to that ideal. And so when people are, he's a Boy Scout, he's too boring, all these other things, I'm like, well, that's, I'm not going to lie. There's definitely been boring interpretations of Superman, right? As somebody sure. who's struggled through plenty of comics, not yours. You're doing, you're doing, you're making, you're doing, <laughs> Thank you. you're I making interesting that. choices, which we'll get to. But as somebody who struggles, sure, there's been bad Superman stories. But that is the thing of like, it can get super lazy of like, who's he going to punch this time and what's going to happen? You know what I mean? But when you get those great stories that are happening, you know, anytime Jeff Johns touches him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about like what's happening internally and who he is. It's a, Superman stories are always more about who Clark is to me than what is happening to him, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, um, I think the fact that there's this Clark and Superman dichotomy makes for real interesting stories, right? right. You, you see... You basically see the same issue from these two really different perspectives, and those two perspectives are contained in the same person. Right. And what I've enjoyed about your run so far is that you've gotten to wrestle with big Superman issues. Well, I saw, okay, I want to talk about what I've enjoyed about you, but okay. mainly what I want to talk about is, how did this how did this happen for you? How did they come to you with Superman? Like, And by the it way, was, you get to reveal his identity, and you get to write the conversation he has with Lois, and all this different stuff. It was kind of crazy. It, yeah. was a, it was a nutty thing. Uh, I... Uh, I'm not totally sure how it happened. My my agent had lunch or dinner with somebody at DC, and this is what came out of it. Wow. Like she called me up, and she's like, how would you feel about writing for Superman? I was like, I mean, that's not something you can turn down. That's something no. that makes you scared to the very core of your being. Sure. But you can't say no to it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because I figured, like, yeah. that's the one that inspired you, obviously, but that's the one you can't screw up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's also, it's also the one that's the hardest, I think. Sure. Because he's been around the longest out of all the superheroes, because... Right. He's been through the most iterations and had the, the the most varied history. I think it's just, there's, I mean, I still feel scared. I feel scared all the time. Well, I, I, so now we, we catch up. I mean, what's happening in your arc right now, and spoilers for what I already spoiled, is the fact, of course, that, like, the jig's out. World knows that Clark yes. Kent is Superman, that identity's been sacrificed, done by Lois. And so then it's like, for me, it's the same thing I was just talking about, where, like, the most fascinating parts of your book for me aren't when he's, you know, out there dealing with Horde or whatever, like when he's, you know, the guys with their masks and they're doing this and uh-huh. they're putting this through. It's that, you know, especially when he wakes up in Lois's bed, not in a sexual sense, and has to have this conversation about who he is and why he did this and why he's been hiding it from her and how this works. You know what I mean? Like that personal stuff is what I love. Well, thanks. Th- those are the funnest parts for me to write as well. Sure. Uh, I, you know, the, the, this whole idea of him being exposed by Lois was something that we came up as we came up with as a as a Superman team. Right. He's in four different books. He's in Superman which I write, he's in Action Comics, Batman Superman and Superman Wonder Woman. Right. So all four of us as writers created we were asked by DC actually to create this new reality for him. And so how Excuse me. Oh, trust me, this show is not. Don't worry. You, I understand. No, you can do it. You can burp. You can fart. Take off your all socks. All right, man. Nobody cares. Kevin, do we care? No, sir. All right. Kevin, you actually don't like burps though, right? I, I, I'm not a big fan of It's weird, because Kevin... It depends on how they taste, though, don't you think? No, it's just like, no, well, I burp 17 times a day, and every time Kevin gives me the stink eye. Like, you're a guest, uh, you can get away okay. with it. Okay, yeah. okay. Also, he knows. Like, but, it's, I side, but you know <laughs> that I can't not do it. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? I just I, ate all this I, yogurt. I, I you have, got here too I early. I have a body, and sometimes I, like, I'm getting ready to burp, and I'm like, I can change this so it's just like a... You know? Sure. How do you do that? You I feel like that's you zen. Squeeze. You, should, you guys should do a podcast about that. We should, should. We should also yeah. do, like, he drinks milkshakes, but he's the lactose wider intolerant. <sighs> <laughs> it's fine. No, well, we like you being a part of the show, Kev. I'm cutting this out. You're not cutting this out. Uh, you're fired if you cut any of that out. That was gold right there. <laughs> Superman, gold. So talk to me, yeah, about that then. So, like, you, your agent comes back. 
you're gonna write Superman. Yes. Is there this caveat that you have to get together with this other group and like this? No, is... You know what? It, I I would say that DC was really flexible. Yeah. But um, one of the guys that's writing one of the other books, Greg Pak, is a is a friend of mine, and I was just really excited to work with him. Yeah. And then I I got to meet uh, Pete Tomasi and Aaron Cooter. The other two writers who, sure. are, who are part of the Superman team, and uh, and we just got along really well from the very beginning. So from the very beginning, I thought, you know, I've had experience writing my own stuff just in my own little studio, right? Sure, sure, and this sure. would be a, a great way for me to work with and learn from other writers. And that's that's what this experience has been like for me. I I feel like I've learned a ton from working closely with them and with my editor. So how closely do you guys work? Because that's always the thing. And like for me, and I think for some comic fans, right? Like back in the day. When it was just dad picked me up from school and we went every Wednesday and got our books uh-huh. and came back home, you know what I mean? It was easy for me to keep everything contained. But now with Netflix, a job, a business, this, a girlfriend, the, the girlfriend. Ball and chain <laughs> back there. You know what I mean? Like it's always that thing of like, wait, was that happening in action or was that happening in Superman? You know what I mean? I've yeah, sit down, I have to yeah, recalibrate yeah. and do that. Is it is it is there a thing between you guys where you're like, all right, well, his identity is up because of this guy, and I'm sending him out here to fight these guys, but what's he doing in action, and how does that go? Like, yeah, we do try to coordinate, and it does get complicated right. from time to time, right? So for the first arc, uh, Superman, the, my, the book I, I'm writing, kind of lagged behind the other books. So right. the other books showed what his new reality was, and then my book kind of went back in time and showed how we got to that new reality. Sure, 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 sure. And now you've kind of caught up, I've right? caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay, definitely okay. caught up, yeah. Yeah, because it's, well, it's always that thing of like, it's that I, you, it's it was such a great thing today. I you know I went through and reread everything just so I was briefed again because obviously I've already read it. I wouldn't okay, well, I wouldn't have all this garbage if I was you know <laughs> not into it. But like you know I I never I never caught really the fact that on your first issue on your first panel it's him on the plane as it takes off and then in the most recent issue right it's uh, they show Jimmy the screen and it's got him on the plane. I was like yeah. oh right that just you know what I mean like that's what I I love. I love, like, I was one of the guys who, for years and years and years, tweeted at Dan and Jeff and Jim, and I was like, do digital comics right. Get them day and date. Get them day and date. And when they weren't, I was just buying trades, right? So I was Uh getting a giant collection. And so in trades, you catch all that stuff, right? But I feel like in singles, I lose it a lot. Yeah, because you you wait a month between the chapters. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're on time. Yeah. You guys yeah. never know good, what you're going to do. Good point, good point. Yeah, these artists, point. they're the ones slowing it down for sure. You just put the words out, goes. I don't even want to touch that. <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. I'll, everyone I've ever collaborated I'll with. Have to tell you, I have to tell you, the artists that I've gotten to work with have been amazing. Yeah. Like uh, John Romita Jr., he's a legend. He hates being called that. I've called that to him, to his face. I'm like, man, you're a legend. And he and says, like, don't ever do yeah, that He's again. like, makes, makes me feel old. Don't do that. Sure. And then now I'm working with uh, Howard Porter, who's also just amazing. How long have you been doing comics now? How long have I been doing comics? Yeah. I've been doing comics for almost 20 years now. Jeez like, how long have I been making money at it? That's yeah. a different question. Of course, question. of course. How, that may be since uh, 2006, I Oh, think. okay, okay. Yeah. That's when things flipped around for me. That's good. I want to get to that in a second. Okay. You're talking about Superman here or whatever. So, you're working with the group. Does DC, Do they give you a rough bullet point outline of, like, these things need to happen for what we're trying to do? They, they wanted us to introduce a big and dramatic change into his life mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then this is kind of what we came up with okay yeah. and so what you came up with of course if you're not if you're just catching up here secret identity's blown and he's depowered he's well see that's the thing is we actually moved him back to his original power set mm-hmm. people think of him as depowered but originally he couldn't fly he didn't have x-ray vision or heat vision or anything yeah, like that yeah. so we moved him back like like we gave him the Fleischer S which I love that's my favorite Superman uh, symbol I almost wore it today 
Oh, did you but really? But my problem is that I pit out sometimes in t-shirts. And so I was like, with this light beating down on me, that's not a good look. I gotcha, I gotcha. I'm not doing much, I'm not doing much for the stereotypical fat comic book nerd who sweats too much. I'm like, ah. Well, you know what? It would have gone well with the burp. It should, it's yes. true. True. Yes. That's a good point. My audience doesn't judge, so that's the great part. Yeah, that's great. That's Sorry. Great. You dial it back yeah, to that. Yeah, so we dial it back. Uh, the, the, the fact that we put the Fleischer S on him was our way of kind of saying, this is, he's back to these powers. Right. You know? uh, and then, uh, and then we, we, we revealed his identity to the world. Mm-hmm. Part of the thinking about that is, you know, how, how possible would it be to keep a secret identity in the modern world? I love that, yeah. With, with Twitter and with Facebook and with well, that's you know, the whole Edward thing. Snowden, everything. Yeah, and that was the whole thing, you know, spoiling parts of the books that you should all go read, is the fact that, you know, like, when Lois reveals it to the world, it's not a Daily Planet story. It's a, a tweet. She shows it yeah. on her phone, right? Like, yeah. she put this out on social media to blow it up and immediately get the reaction of everyone reacting to it, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, thanks. No problem. Thanks. No, you did, you're doing good work. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No, please. It's my pleasure. I'm glad you're out doing it. I'm glad you're out there. It, like, what I like about it is, I, a great example of this is Jared Leto's Joker. In the fact that I am one of these, video, I'm, I'm one of these video game guys, I'm one of these comic book guys, and I'm, in comic books, I'm very much like I want to see things shaken up. I want to see different interpretations. I want to see this. I want to see that. And then when they put out Jerry Leto's Joker, I immediately went, "Ugh, what are they yeah. doing?" Blah, blah, blah. And then before I tweeted anything, I was like, "Wait, I'm being totally hypocritical." You know what I mean? <laughs> and so my thing has for so long been, and when I, you know, whenever I interview Jim Lee, I always talk to him about like, when do you think we're going to see continuity done away with? When is it going to be? You yeah. as a writer have a great 12-issue arc that you want to do with this artist and you guys do it and it's put out book by book and then it's a collection that's it. Yeah. So you don't have to work with writers do all this stuff. So seeing huge shakeups like this where it's like, all right, he's depowered back to his original power yeah. set. You know, he keeps talking about his power has been siphoned off, but no yeah. big deal. Uh, <laughs> he's been, you know, his powers are different. His looks different. This is what's happening with him. You know what I mean? Like, I like seeing that shaken up. And like, like anything else, there's parts that work and don't work or this, that, or the other. But I like the idea that like, they're encouraging experimentation. You know they I mean? are. They totally are. I mean, that was part of the whole DCU initiative is that they wanted to introduce big dramatic changes into all their core characters. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Jim Gordon is now Batman. Hope Which. I didn't spoil that. And then, and then uh, Wonder Woman got that fancy new armor. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it was it was a, it was a really cool time to to enter DC. Jim Gordon, <laughs> Jim Gordon's Batman. Superman doesn't have powers. Wonder Woman got a new costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wrapped it up nicely. There. New DCU, perfect. So. I mean, when you guys are talking about this as a Superman team, do you then talk about how that's going to affect things like the Dark Side War, him and Justice League, all these different things? Do you have to worry about that as well, or is it just we, what your books... It's mostly, it's mostly the team. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. it's mostly those four books. Okay. And, and the, the new Superman does show up. Like, our, the, the truth Superman, the Superman without the cape, yeah. uh, does show up in, uh, in Grayson and a few other yep. books. Yeah, yeah. But he's real. He's legit. He's legit. Yeah. He's legit, yes. Yeah. How long before you have to give him all his powers back? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. We all know. We all know he's eventually going to go back to wearing the cape, right? Mm -hmm. He's eventually Mm going to go back to flying. Uh, But what we want to use this period of time that we're in now is to kind of explore what exactly is at the core of Superman. It's not the cape. It's not the S curl. It's not even the flying. Sure. Right? It's it's something else. It's something. uh, There's a book called um, Superman: The Unauthorized Biography. Amazing book. I read that right before I signed on to do uh, to become the the writer. Don't trash your books. Of these books that I'm <laughs> knocking down right now. Nah, I fix them. Don't worry. Uh, and uh, and in there in there the author um, Glenn Whedon argues that um, at the core of Superman he's just two things. He's a guy who never gives up, mm-hmm. and he's a guy who always puts others 
before himself. Mm. Now there's an argument, I think there's a really cynical argument, especially in the modern world, that the reason why he's able to do that is because he's powerful. Sure. You know, Batman, Batman's not like that. Batman doesn't, Batman's more about vengeance than anything else. Uh, and, and maybe, so the, the argument goes, Superman is able to do this, he's able to afford to do that simply because he's the strongest guy in the room, always. Sure. When you're the strongest guy in the room, you don't have to give up. When you're the strongest guy in the room, you can afford to put other people above yourself because you know you're gonna be okay. Right. And what we wanna kinda talk about is, if he's stripped away of most of his powers, if he's no longer the strongest guy in the room, are those two things gonna still stay intact? Gotcha, gotcha. And they do. They do, of course. That's the point, right? right? Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. point of Superman, is of course. Well, yeah, it's do. a great, what you're bringing up is a great mo- thing. For me, one of the like <laughs> galvanizing moments of my childhood reading Superman books was when it was uh, leading in, it was a couple years before Death, Death of Superman, but leading in with, it was the red kryptonite one where it gets introduced in that timeline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his powers are gone because of the deal like Lex made with Mixie was whatever. If, you know, Superman had to find out, or I forget how it, it yeah. played out anymore. But like, uh, Clark Kent is on a subway train and some mutant rat or whatever the hell <laughs> gets on yeah. there and is about to attack a person and he wraps his, his uh, suit jacket around his arm. He has no powers and jumps in front of it to, like prepared to take the beating but then Guardian yeah. shows up and stops it. But it was like yeah. that was that moment, right? Of like, yeah. of course, he's still that guy. He is still, he's still that guy, yeah. Smallville, he is yeah. still American values. He is still yeah. Kansas that he's going to jump out and help out for the greater good. Yeah, That's and so. Right. Has, when you guys come in, do they give you any direction? Because the one thing I felt about New 52 Superman when it all started, and we got the, you know, we re-blink reality five years later and that mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. is that for me, with Superman, I'm very, what you said earlier nailed it, what I, what I love about Superman, is that he, he is this American ideal, this story, this immigrant story we all love, because we're all immigrants who got, mm-hmm, got here mm-hmm. somehow. Like, when he, when, what always takes me out of it is when he's more alien than he is American, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm. When he connects more with Krypton than with Smallville. And I felt like when New 52 started and they got, you know, Ma and Pa are both dead. And this mm-hmm. is this, that, and the other, da-da-da-da. I felt like we lost an anchor to his humanity, especially when he shows up and nobody knows his secret in Metropolis. And eventually they get over the fact that, and they introduce that Jimmy knows now. And so now here is this tethered link of like, mm-hmm. okay, this. And they've done stuff with... Uh, John Henry Irons and Lana uh-huh, Lang uh-huh. and all this stuff and that's been happening in action a lot yep. recently actually and so they, they've tried but I felt like that was like the one misstep from the real relaunch for me, and this is just for me of course when you come onto that book are you trying to reestablish those relationships and get that going? I, I like Mom and Pa Kent too I gotta, yeah. I gotta be honest and, uh, and as, they a fan, <laughs> as a fan yeah as a fan I was sad mm-hmm. that they were not in the New 52 universe right. um, now you know as, as a writer I think that they still can have a really strong presence sure. in, in Superman's life because they're, they're in his memories you know yeah. and, and that's something that um, I, I was able to play with a little bit at least in, in 45 yeah. uh, I think there has to be like a balance they, they talk about in in all of fiction, actually, they talk about how um, you want to find a balance between the familiar with the fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you're too familiar, then you you go towards boring. If you're too fantastic, then you go towards alienating your audience and sure. losing your audience. Uh, and I think Superman is at his best. I'm not saying I've, I've been able to do this, but I do think Superman is at his best when he rides that line right in the middle. So he is both Krypton and Smallville. Right, exactly. And that's yeah. what I mean, you know, that I'm with you, right, of like... Yeah. New 52 is announced, it's all coming, and I'm like, cool, I'm reading them, and I do the, I do the thing where I'm like, oh, they might have shaken this up too much. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I, I live with it, and it's how it is, and, da, 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 uh-huh, and that's uh-huh. why, like, right now, I'm so stoked that they have that Lois and Clark book. Have you been reading that? I have not yet read that. That, that I have is, not yet read that. For me, that is like, hey, here for, 
like now that I'm the old yeah. man, hey old person, here's yeah. this book of like what you really want and like who your Superman is. Because I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love the idea that Superman, you know, is you know what over over seventy five years now. He's this thing. He's different to everybody. You talk uh -huh. to my mm -hmm. mom, and it's George Reeves. That's her Superman, mm -hmm. right? And then you talk to people below me, and it's not below me. People who just a little bit younger than me. Yes, Christopher Reeve, right? Uh -huh. And growing up, Christopher Reeve was my dude. But then Tom Welling got it, right? And Tom Welling gets it, and Smallville happens right as I'm leaving high school, going to college. So yeah. he's going through the exact same things I'm going through, right? And he has this uh, familiar unit I want. Like, that, you know, his home life is awesome, and Smallville yeah. is awesome, and it's a yeah. town you wish you grew up in kind of thing. And so, like, the fact that it evolves and changes, I love the fact that, let's take new chances, let's do this new stuff. But getting to see Lois and Clark and this kid is, like, such a, oh, man, it's like, Thank you for letting me see them again, just for a little yeah. bit. You know what yeah. I mean? And, that, and that's hard to wrestle. Yeah, with. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think um, I think Superman is one of the things that I got from just reading a bunch of Superman stuff before I started writing mm -hmm. was that he's a really flexible character. You know, he yeah. definitely has gone through these different eras where his personality and 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 his power set, everything about him has, sure. has shifted. Talking about Rockstar when he like, when he was living with Jimmy, he's like, turn up the <laughs> turn up the heavy metal, Jimmy. We we're all like, whoa! Or even at the very beginning, like like in the in the in the in the 30s and, and 40s, like in the late 30s. 30s, early 40s, he was a different dude. Oh, sure, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He was a little bit Punisher-esque yeah. oh, in yeah. some of what he did. I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty intense. I mean, I, I feel like to go from there to, to like, everybody's favorite uncle to yeah. being, uh, you know, godlike in his powers to being almost powerless, it's, everything is Superman as long as those two core things are there. Right, yeah. Okay, okay. So then, you're talking to the Superman team, but what I love about now knowing you, and I granted this is our first time meeting, I think it's going real well. Oh, good to thanks. see you. Good to hang out. But knowing <laughs> knowing you through Twitter, you know, picking up your other books, Secret Coders, I read that, Level Up, I already owned. Oh, you brought me a copy, yeah. but I already had it. I was like, I didn't know you wrote that. Um, <laughs> what I love is catching in there these things that are you, if that makes, I mean, huh. I, 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 it's, I, how, are they, did they give you just free reign of like, these are the things to hit, and then you can do whatever you want with them. They well, I mean, it's, it's everything's a negotiation. I yeah, think, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's me working closely with the other writers, working closely with our editor. Yeah, uh, everything's a negotiation, and and you know, I think every writer draws from his or her own life, right? Sure. So pieces of you are just going to end up in there regardless of whether you want them to or not. Yeah, but I mean, for people who aren't at home, like so, your book Secret Coders here, uh -huh. available everywhere. Can I get it on Amazon? Yes, they can. Kevin, make yes, me an Amazon can. link, and I'll put it up right now. And you'll, awesome, you'll just be man. like this. Thanks. This is always fun because it's like time travel, where you like think like I think something should happen, and then and it'll then really it happen. It'll That's be amazing. Link, link, link in the description as well. That's the powers of Game Over Greg. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Secret Coders. I I picked up after I'd already known you through Superman or whatever, and I'm reading it in like. Oh, it's a book that's really about programming computers and, <laughs> and computer code. And then in Superman, the guy he's facing, right? Horde. Yeah, Horder. Yeah, Horder, Horder is, Root. Is, yeah. Horder Root is a technical program, and he's working with somebody who's speaking in binary code and all these different yeah. things. And then it was like the fact that you're Bay Area, and suddenly Superman's in Oakland. And like, oh, like right now, the stretch of the story we're doing is he's in Oakland. He's in Oakland, In yep. this uh, fighting ring, right? Myth Brawl. Myth Brawl, which is based on a real fighting ring in Oakland. What called is it? Hood Slam. No shit, you know it's based Hood on. Slam? I know Hood Slam. I okay. didn't know it was based on Hood Slam. Yeah, yeah. Does I, Hood Slam I, know it's based on Hood yeah, Slam? Yeah, I told him. I told oh him. They were super happy about it. Does Dan Reichert know? <laughs> Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb will lose his mind if he didn't know that. Uh, there's that, but then even in it, right? Like they're doing these mythological things, and I think one of the first ones that get introduced is this uh, Korean parable, right? Of like th this whole thing that's just yeah. like. I know you through Twitter and this, and I can see all these little connections, and it's awesome that you just get to do that. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. 
it's kind of amazing that I get to do that in a Superman book. You know, right? I guess that's and that's, that's kind of crazy. That's the thing is like when you get this deal and like your or your agent comes back and says they want you to write Superman. Do you think, well, I gotta leave stuff like you know, the, the 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 turtle that follows command? Speaking of which, too, the turtle in Secret Coders is that yes. based on Math Turtle? It's based on Logo. Math Turtle, I bet, is based on Logo. Do you okay. know what Logo is? No, I don't know. Logo is this old language yeah. invented in the 1960s, popular in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And in Logo, there's this little turtle. You give it instructions, and it moves around and draws. Okay. So okay, that was okay. the very first programming language I learned. Okay. Cool. And I still love it. Like I, I have a pre-logical love of that little turtle <laughs> on that screen. I learned it on an Apple IIe. Wow, okay. Yeah, the king of machines. Yeah, oh, the king? You know that, right? they, they never got better. <laughs> that never was got it. Better, they no. nailed it right there. Yeah, knocked it, it out of the park. Yeah. So anyways, you get that and like, are you just, were you thinking, okay, well, I gotta bone up on Jimmy Perry, Lois, all this stuff, and then like, make it very Metropolis and not very Gene? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I love, I, like, especially Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Yeah. I love writing Jimmy simply because I have relationships like that, right? Sometimes I'm Jimmy, and then and then other relationships I'm more like Clark. Yeah. You know, so sometimes I'm the, you know, the kind of the goofy guy, and sometimes I'm more of the Serious, not so goofy, yeah, face, not so yeah, goofy yeah. guy. But uh, so that I felt like I felt like writing their relationship came very easily to me. Gotcha. Um, uh, so I, I I definitely feel like you know even when I'm dealing with the core cast, there are pieces of me that come out. I think that's true of any any writer. You sure. Know, you draw from your own experience. You draw, you like draw from the research that's already in your head. So it's just, uh, I, I, feel, I feel privileged. I feel privileged that I get to, you know, introduce a, a, a character that has coding as a superpower. No. I was super excited about that. <laughs> I'm sure you were, <laughs> nerd. No, that was the thing, though. Like, you know, I, I've always thought about it, like, you know, I have an idea for a Superman video game that I want to, mm-hmm. I'm going to eventually make a really polished video and put it out, right? But, like, for me, it's always been, like, I'm, I, would, I, I think I'd get lost in it of, like, what should Metropolis be and what is it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, in reality, I probably should, if I was going to write a Superman story, it should be somehow video game related or pull from tech yeah. or YouTube or like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I think you like, what, what you have to do is you have to see the, or what you have to do. What I, what I try to do is I, I try to see the existing body of work and then I try to see what I'm interested in and, mm-hmm. and see where that overlap mm-hmm. is. There's always going to be overlap, sure. right? Sure, sure, sure. And, and then you just, you just focus on the overlap and you grow it from there. So for you, what was what interests you about it? Jimmy, we've talked about uh-huh. the two, Jimmy, two Jimmy, court. and then and the Superman as a as as an immigrant. Yeah, interests me this idea of whether or not a secret identity is viable mm-hmm. in the age of technology. Really interested me. So those are all the things that I I've explored so far. And oh, and then and then Superman is a myth. I'm super. Oh, and then you bring him in that myth brawl right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 He like he is, he is like modern American myth, right? Oh, sure. Almost more so than any of the other characters out there. Even even like Thor. I think Superman is more mythical than Thor. I agree 100 percent with you. <laughs> Don't worry about that. No, no. I I know it's totally, and that's the thing of like, you know, I totally very, 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 very underrated comic book movie before it was even remotely fashionable, unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole plot, mm-hmm. right? That like yeah. myths evolved into comics, and that's what they are. Yeah. And, yeah, that is what it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it that totally these, is. This yeah, is how it's it modern works American myth. So, yeah. so that's what this current like 45, 46, and 47 are going to be about. Yeah. Superman is American myth. Yeah, because he's got to get out of there eventually. Yeah, he can't stay in can, Oakland forever. Can he go for Hoarder? I would, I would love to have Superman stay in Oakland. In Hood forever. Slam. Yeah, in Hood Slam. I can't believe that's I mean, based on Hood Slam. Slam. I missed that. I knew Hood <laughs> Slam so well. I don't, so yeah, I mean, we changed it a lot. We yeah. changed it a lot, right? Yeah, but, there's not but like, but like, But like the idea of having... Him in uh, in Oakland as part of this underground wrestling ring came from me reading an article about Hood Slam. Wow. I was like, wow, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I like yeah. you. Now, here's my question. And this is a big thing for me as the Superman fan, the comic book fan. 
and I don't understand, believe it or not, usually people show up to talk to me at Comic-Cons for interviews or whatever, and it's in and out, this, that, so I never get to get nitty-gritty with you. All right. And this is a personal question. Yes. Dance around it the way you want okay, to. Okay, I will. I'm getting ready to dance. How does, how does it work getting contracted to write Superman? Is it that you're on it for 12 issues, and then we'll see what happens, or you get 12 issues, or like, because like, one of the reasons that, you know, every, when we talk about right now, right, new 52 success stories, right, what's the most successful book? Batman. Mm-hmm, Batman's mm-hmm. been fucking amazing from yeah. the jump, right? Yeah. And I really believe it's because Scott Snyder's been able to sit there and do it forever and ever and ever. And I yeah. feel like Superman has risen, fallen, done whatever, plateaued, these, all these different things because I feel like writers jump around so much. Yeah. Like, how long are you here for? Don't be like my other deadbeat dads and leave me. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is not entirely my decision. Okay. But, okay. Is that, that good that's dancing? Fine. That's I mean, pretty that's good dancing, I'm, right? I'm not trying to that's, be like... And I am in, I'm going to enjoy it for as long as I can enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like him. So give him time, DC, if you're watching. <laughs> I'm sure Jim Lee's like, hmm, I like the cut of his I'm sure gym. he is. I'm yeah. sure he is. Yeah, Jim, Jim, big fan. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Me too. I love I love Jim Lee. Yeah. Oh no, I like yeah. Jim Lee. I, th- I'm, I was saying Jim Lee, big fan of me. Here's this oh, Jim Lee. Oh, Jim Lee is a big there. fan of you. I'm drew sure. This I'm sure. This me. You know, I have this like when when I was a kid, I used to go to local comic book conventions. Yeah. To, and I, I went for Jim Lee once with my little brother. Right. And we still talk about it to this day. I'm like 42. My brother's 38 now. Yeah. But when you're he, 42. Yeah. You didn't, I'm 42. Good lord, do you look good? Holy oh, Jesus! Thanks. I appreciate that. Oh my god. It's comics. It's the comics. It's com- uh, <laughs> in any case, when he was like 10, he, so I was 14. He was 10. He went into the bathroom at that comic book convention after we had lined up to get Jim Lee's autograph, yeah. and he got to pee next to Jim Lee. Wow! We still talk about that. That's it's impressive. like twenty years later, we still talk about it. Like it's fun because like I have those, I have all those stories. Because yeah. my thing was, you grow up in Chicago, comics were my jam. That's what it was: yeah. comics and yeah. video games. And my dad never cared about comics, but cared about me caring about comics. Uh-huh. And so he would take me every Wednesday to get comics. This was our thing. And then he would take me to Comic Con, which was Chicago Comic Con that became Wizard World, and now it's Wizard World Chicago, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, like there was a time where we went through and it was right as Superman for All Seasons was announced. Oh, and they yeah, had that yeah. awesome poster of, you know, the fucking buff uh-huh. Superman we all love from Superman for All Seasons. And Mike Carlin signed it and drew a little caricature of himself pointing up at it and stuff. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And you jump ahead however many decades later till two Comic-Cons ago. And like I got invited, I guess three now. I got invited, you know, I, I've made connections here, and I'm kind of a thing. And so I got to go to the Man of Steel release party or the 75th anniversary for Superman oh, awesome. party or whatever, and like I'm sitting around in a circle and like I was talking to Tom Taylor, who's a friend of obviously Injustice and now a whole bunch of other stuff too, and uh, Mike Carlin came into the circle and we were just talking, 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 blah, blah, blah and he left and I turned to Tom and I'm like, I'm dying. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I told him, he's like, you gotta tell him. I'm like, I can't tell him that. Are you kidding me? There's no way I yeah. can walk over and tell him that. And that was the same thing. I just did the Game Awards a couple weeks ago and I got there early and was trying to find my seat and I saw Jeff Johns sitting there and it was like, Jeff and I know each other in this capacity of like uh-huh. interviews and stuff and we tweeted each other and joke around or whatever and like it was like, oh, I gotta get by to say hi to him and I never did and I felt so bad uh-huh. and like I tweeted about it and he responded I'm like, oh my God. And, he, <laughs> and he responded about my Batman Superman reaction video I'm like, oh, oh. my God. So weird awesome. the life we live, the lives awesome. we li- live, right? It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah that all of a sudden crazy. all your dreams came true overnight and like, yeah. here's the guy who writes Superman right here talking to me. <laughs> It's just nuts. I feel like my life is just kind of crazy. Like the fact that I got to work with John Romita Jr. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like my, my 12-year-old self would just peed his pants. It would be crazy. <laughs> so for your Superman arc, for what you're doing right now in Superman, how far did you plan it out? When I mean, Where does it work for you? Because I have to imagine, like I was talking earlier, one day I'd love to see continuity blown up or just more people play around with continuity. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Kind of like what... Uh, 
uh, Max Landis is doing right now with American Alien. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's this cool thing about Clark before he ever becomes Superman. Let's not worry about where it falls or anything like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, though, how far out do you have to think in terms of like, I'm assuming Hoarder has his storyline all set to go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we have, uh, I would say, like, uh, I've, I've written maybe two, three issues ahead, and then we have a rough outline of. Okay. What, like that, we, we sat down. We, sat, we actually all flew out to the DC offices right before they made their move from New York oh, to, uh, to Burbank. Yeah, okay. so, so all the Superman writers flew out. And we sat down for two days and we came up with a rough outline of the whole thing. Gotcha. So we have a rough idea of what's happening. Okay. Yeah. And then do you have to worry about crossovers and stuff like that and the big summer events and da, 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 um, all these things? Not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Again, not fishing. Yeah. So, not trying so, to catch you off guard. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. So mostly, mostly it's just been in team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now, we've covered all the Superman stuff here and I'm sure I'll have more to talk about Superman. But tell me about yourself. How does this happen? How does one become a comic book writer? Well, Especially when you, as I read in the back here, Secret Coders, you got forced into a coding summer camp. And that's how yes, this, this, this obsession began. Yes, I did. So I grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. I, I was, I basically lived my entire life in this one hour radius in the Bay Area. Just like Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah, yeah, Bay Area guy. So I went to, I went to UC Berkeley. I majored in computer science. I worked as a programmer for a couple of years. And then uh, I started making comics just as a hobby. And what is uh, that teaching mean? high is that, school. So are you doing like zines? Are you doing like yeah? Stuff? I was doing zines. Okay, okay. I was I was self publishing. Okay. Actually, do you remember um, the? Do you know what the Zurich Foundation is? Do you know what that is? No, I can't say. The Zurich Foundation was created by one of the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. And for years, they would give out grants to self publishing cartoonists twice a year because gotcha. they started as as a sure. self published book. Right, right. right. Uh, so I applied for that. That was the first thing I did. I applied for that. I got it. It was oh, crazy. Wow. It was amazing. Out like, of the gate, you're like, screw it was this like, programming. It was, it was shocking. It was shocking. And, and, and that's how I got my start. So oh, I, okay. I, I used that. I, I got three grand of Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles money to put out my first comic. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that was like 97, 98. Parents so freaking out? My parents, uh, about the money? No, more about like your about, story. Oh, about they can being, see you pulling okay, off this so. career that is actually a career. <laughs> I got to tell you, my, my mom has always been more supportive because she's always been interested in the arts. My dad is like... I mean, he's kind of like, uh, he's just a really typical immigrant dad. Yeah. He was like Dr. Laurie Engineer kind of. Okay. You know, that okay, that okay. was his thinking. So when he I started. dream son. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, this is what he told me. And I get it now. Like, I'm a parent now. You know, I, I get that he worked really hard to get over to America. He didn't want us to screw it up. Yeah. Right before I went to college, he sat me down and he said, you know, um, as long as you major in something practical, meaning, you know, medicine or computers or something, yeah, yeah. then I will leave you alone. You can choose to do whatever you want with the rest of your life. Nice, Just nice, get nice. that, that base, practical that foundation. Yeah, that yeah, practical yeah. degree. So I did. I got a computer science degree. And after that, when I was a software developer, he didn't say anything. When I started teaching and when I started making comics, he didn't say anything. But every couple of months, he would send me this little envelope. And I'd open it up and be like newspaper clippings. He'd be like, want ads from Apple computer? Or be like <laughs> articles like comparing like... Teacher salaries to programmer salaries. Sure, Every sure, couple sure, of months, sure, this little sure. envelope would come up, and it didn't. It didn't stop until um, I signed for American Born Chinese, which is the first pub- first book that I had published by a big book publisher. Gotcha. And then you made him proud. He finally got it. Yeah. Well, you know what it was. It wasn't even the fact that I signed. It was the fact that um, right, like shortly after the book came out, a uh, a, a, a Chinese language newspaper for overseas Chinese people, like you know Chinese yeah. in America. Um, they did a feature article on me. Mm. So he saw that, and that's what flipped them. That's legit. 
That was legit. Exactly. That was that was his language, right? That was that was what he understood. No, that's great. I mean, I always talk about it like my dad is he's well, I mean, white bread America. It's not like, but my world is so foreign to him. Of like, my dad can't turn on a computer. So you know what I mean? Like when I was like, go, I left the newspaper to go work for a website. The first six months of phone calls would always be, and how's the magazine? And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's a dot com. It's not really, you know, but, but like when he came out to visit that first time and I could sit him down and show him like, the, this is a, see this number of 300,000 people read this. He's like, well, they read what you wrote. You know what I wow, mean? Like, that's awesome. Then like what we do here yeah. is the same thing when he was able to come here and sit and see it and see. Like, so he saw this? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he was the on the show. We did, it, we did a show with him wow, and everything. Yeah, yeah. He was awesome. very proud of it. Talk about being that's a great. crane operator. Yeah. Big time crane operator fan. That's great. Yeah. So. You get going. So I get, get going. What, I get fir- going. Fir- what was the, I'm sorry. What was, it was the first called? Book? Gordon Yamamoto and the King of the Geeks. That was the book that I put out gotcha. with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles money. Gotcha. And then after that, um, a friend of mine did. A friend of mine and I did a, a book that came out from Image in the late '90s called uh, Duncan's Kingdom. We did two issues. It was a two-issue miniseries. Okay. Uh, and then I uh, I did some stuff with SLG Publishing. Okay. And then eventually I got signed with First Second Books, which is part of Macmillan. McMillan's one of the big book publishers. Uh, that was right around the time that graphic novels started getting big. Mm. You know, like when I started, nobody knew what a graphic novel sure. was. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then ten years later, like in the mid aughts, people started talking about graphic novels. So I really Shout feel out to lucky. You for saying aughts, by the way, I say it all the time too. I'm happy somebody else does. <laughs> what else do you call them? I don't know. What I don't know. The early two thousands. Yeah, early two thousands. So, so that was. Uh, I mean, I, I just feel incredibly lucky. Like when I was starting in the mid to late nineties, I remember going to San Diego Con. Yeah. And back then, you could go like day of and buy tickets yeah. to get in. And on Sundays, there were more people exhibiting there than there were attendees. Right. Like, like we were like people were predicting that we were about to see. The death of the American comic book industry. I remember when know. Marvel went bankrupt. Yeah, and exactly. It was like, oh, here we go. Like, yeah. what is going to happen? And people were predicting all the comic book stores all over America yeah. were going to close. It was, it was a, it was a nutty time. So back then, like nobody, I just, I would go to these conventions and I'd be like, I'm never ever going to make money at this. I'm just right. going to do it because I love it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's that. It was that really weird. Kevin and I were talking about this today. Like some of these people who complain there's too many superhero movies. And we're like, we're so happy there's yeah, this seriously. many, and that they're in. Like, I was watching Jessica Jones, and I'm like, I'm glad that's good. It's not like a great from, you know what I mean? But people love it. And I'm so happy that like all of us nerds grew up, and we're like, no, no, we're gonna make what we love be a success. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean? exactly. no, we're not giving up on this. <laughs> Somebody else would have given exactly. up. We're gonna force it down everybody's throat yeah. until it works. And do you know who Joe Field is? He no. actually runs this store, Flying Colors in Concord. Okay. He's the guy who invented. Free comic book day. Oh, really? So he's a big deal. Big deal. But I, I saw him there. on an interview once, and they asked him how he feels about all these superhero movies. Yeah. You know? And he said, well, if somebody wants to pay millions of dollars to put uh, an advertisement of what I sell in my store up on the big screen, I'm all for it. Yeah, 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 and I think yeah. that's totally what it's like, right? E- even though I came up through independent comics, even though I, f- I feel like, you know, I love superheroes, but mm-hmm. my heart is still with... The, the independent side of American comics. Sure, the personal think, stories. Yeah, right? but yeah, I think yeah. Avengers, I mean, there's some trickle down. Oh, right? yeah, totally. Right? Avengers brings people into the comic book store, and then eventually, if they keep going, they're going to be paying attention to the alternative stuff. I mean, as well. it's one of those where it's happening for me right now. It's like, I, yeah. a long time ago, in a, in a town far, far away, I had to make the, I, you know, I, I was, I, I, you know, like you do with everything. I made my allegiance to DC, and that was it. And, you know, okay. I, I did the kneel in front of Superman, <laughs> and that was the end. The Trinity is my Trinity. And now with, like, Marvel doing so well, I'm watching Jessica Jones last night, and I'm, I put out the question of, like, and, I'm, and I put it out on Twitter. I'm like, I know this is the problem with every superhero story, but why doesn't she go to the Avengers right now? Why doesn't, and, and like, I got into this giant argument, which we're not yeah, going to yeah. do now. <laughs> That'll be a game over, like, show topic, I'm sure, about, like, what, like, 
which he, this guy can take over anybody. So wouldn't that be a thing everyone would want? But eventually, like basically, uh, Ken Levine, who's this game developer and friend, was like, they explained it better in the comics, and it went, like mm-hmm. enough people said that where it's like, all right, I'm gonna, I have Marvel Unlimited. Let's go read yeah. Jessica Jones. Like, what's stopping me? You know what I yeah. mean? And like, it's that whole thing we always talk about where in video games, right? Like, get your message out in front of this, do this kind of thing. Da da da. And it's like, even if one percent, a fraction of one percent sees that and then is in, in, interested to go buy that game or do that or read that comic, right? That's yeah. still a huge boost That's totally everybody. worth it, right? Yeah, That's exactly, totally, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what we want. Yeah. So then where do you fall right now? You're, you're working, you know, you sold out. Your heart, your heart's with the indies, but here you are making that DC <laughs> Well, I am, I am still doing, doing comics. Uh, I, I guess they're not, I guess they're not indie. I mean, I, I, I have a bunch of different projects. So I do Superman. Yeah. I write uh, Avatar Last Airbender. I've the, heard of him. The, the, the comic book series for for Dark Horse. Yeah. And then I do like my own creator own stuff through for second book. So Secret Coders is the latest. I'm also working on a book, uh, my first nonfiction book about a high school basketball team. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, there's basketball it. in this too. See, a little bit everything of you love. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. you love in all these books. When's yeah, the next one of, Secret Coders coming out though? Because you left, you left me out. on a cliffhanger. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> that that'll be out in August. We actually signed to do six books. Oh, you geez. know Mike Holmes, the the uh, the artist that I'm working with on Secret Coders. Yeah. He's an amazing dude. So yeah. he actually used to do the uh, the Adventure Time comics. Oh really? Have you, have you read those? I know, but I know amazing. of them. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and he also did the Bravest Warriors comics. Okay. Yeah, he did a lot of Pendleton Ward stuff. Uh, amazing, amazing guy. Okay. Yeah, super awesome cartoonist. All right, well, you tried to do it, but again, you're making DC cheddar. Um, <laughs> are you, where, for you, where is the comic industry? Do you feel like it's in a rough spot? It still is, like, there's not a lot of comic shops anymore. You know there are I mean? not a lot of comic shops, but I, I would say this, you know, um, I, I, get to, I get to go to these different school visits to talk about my books. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it's, it's one of the most awesome parts of my job is I, I get to meet, like, kids who... We're reading, you know, mm-hmm. and and what I find is I think that kids are probably reading more comics than they ever have before. They're just not reading the same comics as I did sure. when I was their age. Sure, right sure, nowadays, sure. kids are reading Smile by Raina Tegelmeyer. They're reading uh, Baby Mouse. They're reading uh, mostly graphic novels, right? Uh, and, and mostly uh, books that they find either at their bookstore or at their library. local library. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not reading like single issues as much. So do you see the future I talk about, where you think that maybe one day we are done with continuity, and like, does does oh. DC ever do with con- do do away with singles? And it is like, see, see, that's the thing is, I think I think it's I think it's not so much about one thing replacing the other. I think it's about comics diversifying. Okay, you know, so I don't I don't know if monthlies will ever go away. Uh, I think um, I think there's still enough of a demand for monthlies that that they're just going to keep on going indefinitely. Sure. You know, but the way people get to monthlies is going to diversify. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be people like nowadays. People are reading on their phones, they're reading on their tablets, yeah. and they're still reading on paper. Um, and uh, and I think the same is true for graphic novels. I think graphic novels are actually going to like it's the same trickle down effect that we're talking about. Yeah. So some people who are reading graphic novels will eventually move to monthlies and vice versa. Sure. And then some people who are reading digitally will eventually read print and vice versa. I just think we're going to see. A wider diversity of how people approach comics. But comics aren't going anywhere. No, I don't think comics okay, are going good. anywhere. That's always my concern. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think comics are diversifying in every sense of the word diversity, right? They're diversifying in terms of um, representation within mm-hmm. the pages themselves. They're diversifying in terms of genre, and they're also diversifying in terms of delivery method. It's kind of awesome. It's an awesome time to be in comics. No, I mean, like that's the whole thing. And it's like. It's been that fascinating thing of it's cool for me, you know, my job is just talking about everything now, right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, my 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 skill set is definitely video games. That's the industry I know in, uh-huh. in and out of, right? 
And so to have seen what happened when the App Store came around and then Steam comes around and indie games are really able to break down these walls of like, I don't need to be on the game stop shelf anymore, right? I yeah, can yeah, yeah. be on Steam Greenlight or this, that, and the other, and get it out, get it out, get it out. And then you see that happening with comics, where, you know, a, a former coworker of mine uh, who was the comics editor, Joey Esposito, had been doing comics on the side, mm-hmm. like Pawn Shop or whatever. And then he finally was like, you know what, I'm going to go do this full time now. And he's making it work, and he yeah. got that start because he can go put out these independent projects and actually get them to people through the internet. Yeah. And that's the same thing now with Comixology, where I log on and it's like, Sure, I'm downloading all of this stuff that I'm, I'm subscribed to on my digital pull list and all this other stuff, but it's like now I see a book that looks interesting. Cover, right? And it's like, yep. two bucks there? Sure. Let's, let's see what yep. this is about. Like, there was uh, this manga that just came out about the, this boy who is in high school, who's a total nerd, and then, like, wakes up after, and, like, time travels, and is, does, is he dreaming or is he not? But he time travels, and he's married to the prettiest girl in school, and then he snaps back, and he keeps trying to make that happen. I'm like... That sounds like an amazing premise yeah, for a yeah, book. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the $10 chance on that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. iTunes yeah. and all these different things where it's like you aren't afraid to try to discover anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think it's an awesome. I think it's awesome, an awesome time for comics. Mainly because of Superman. Yeah, that too. That too. For me personally and also as an industry. It's, sure. It's a great time for comics. What did you think of the Batman Superman trailer? I, I liked it. I liked it. You know... Um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I liked it. Good. How's that? That's fine. <laughs> I, I loved it. I flipped my mind out. Kevin saw it. He was here. I was screaming. Yeah. I was pounding on the table. I was going nuts. And then I went on the internet, and a bunch of people were like, "Man, yeah, it's too corny." And this, I'm like, "All right." Well, there are always gonna be people complaining about the internet, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm well aware of how people yeah, can be I on figured, the internet. Right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it once or twice on my own. Yeah. So, what's the next? What's next for your Superman book? What I mean, what, what when's the next issue out? Do you what dates are coming? Uh, it's coming out r- the Wednesday right before Christmas. Will be the conclusion of the Oakland story arc. Okay. And then after that, we're going to be moving into crossover mode. We're going to have this big final confrontation between Superman and the people who are behind this uh, conspiracy. Hoarder people. Well, it's not just hoarder. It's hoarder, and then and then all the different groups in all the different books. Oh, actually, oh, okay. There's okay, there's okay. one dude who's, who's controlling them all. Dark so, side. So Luther. Superman is gonna be gonna be uh, confronting that guy, and then uh, we'll be revealing who he is in in Superman number forty seven. You get all the great moments. Does anyone well, else on the team no, no, go? No, like, no there's some there's some awesome moments that happen in the other books too. You gotta read the other books. I, no, I'm reading them. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like. I, I honestly, here's the thing: the one Superman book that I've been in the entire time, and I thought has just been a great run, regardless, is Superman Wonder Woman. Mm. I I don't know if it's just because. It's such a, like, because that was the old thing, too. Like, you want to talk about a moment that I thought really sung in the New 52 was when their kiss got revealed. And it was similar, like, yeah, in a yeah, way yeah. to the Superman reveal with different implications. But everyone looking at their phone and reacting to it and da-da-da. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved, at first it was that thing of, like, oh, man, sure, but, like, Superman should be the lowest. Like, are we going to lose that? <laughs> like, that's such a cool blah, blah, blah. And then when you see them together and how they interacted and stuff, it was great. And it also, for me, played to not selling me on, but giving me a window into Superman of like, I know, I like him as the, the farm boy, right? But yeah. him existing with a god and dealing with other gods as a god for, um, you know, intensive purposes. Like, that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a great book. The, I mean, the guy who writes it is awesome. Tomasi is a, a Oh, you don't have to writer. give anybody else pub. No, it's plugs. true though, dude. Like, even if we were friends, I'd like that guy's stuff. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's coming up then. That's coming up. That's coming up. So, and then the next volume of Secret Coders is going to be out August of next year. Uh, the next volume of uh, Avatar Last Airbender is going to come out early, early next year as well, early 2016. 
In your career, was it ever weird working for a bunch of, or like, you know, I know you you know, started indie, but now working for a bunch of different things? Like, I know it happens all the time now. Like, oh, yeah, I write for yeah, Marvel yeah. and this, or I do that, yeah. blah, blah. Is there yeah, any... I, think, I think that's kind of standard now, yeah, right? Yeah, Most right? people are, are, are juggling different, different projects with different companies. Uh, I, I think it's kind of cool. It's, it's nice to be able to see how different people approach projects. Sure. I think there's a lot of learning that you can do okay. when you're in that kind of environment. Well, Gene, where can everybody keep up with you? Well, I have a website. GeneLynYang.com. You, you yeah. can even go GeneYang.com. You don't have to use Look my at name. Look at that. Yeah. Just I didn't even say it because I was worried about screwing up the middle name. <laughs> and then I'm on Twitter as well and, uh, and Facebook. All right. Links are in the description. Everybody should pick up Superman. Gene, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Please. Thank you, this is great. There it is. Great. Yeah, thank Look you. at this. Yeah. Superman. <laughs>